Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Good to be back with you again. We are back in the book of Numbers today, Numbers chapter 13, and we're going to see the spies go out into the land of Canaan today, the 12 spies. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for another day that we can wake up and be in your word and spend this time thinking about you and learning from you. We pray that you would be our teacher and that you would help us to walk in your ways. And we pray this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Numbers chapter 13. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan which I am giving to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, every one a chief among them. So Moses sent from the wilderness, sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of them who were heads of the people of Israel. And these were their names, from the tribe of Reuben, Reuben, <laughs> Shemua, the son of Zachar, from the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, the son of Hori, from the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, from the tribe of Issachar, Egal, the son of Joseph, from the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, the son of Nun, or Joshua, son of Nun, from the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, the son of Raphu, from the tribe of Zebulun, Gediel, Gadiel, the son of Sodai, from the tribe of Joseph, that is the tribe of Manasseh, Gadai, the son of Susi, from the tribe of Dan, Amiel, the son of Gamali, from the tribe of Asher, Sether, the son of Michael, from the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi, the son of Vopshi, from the tribe of Gad, Gul, the son of Maki. These were the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land, and Moses called Hoshea, the son of Nun, Joshua. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up into the Negev and go up into the hill country and see what the land is and whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, and whether the land that they dwell in is good or bad, and whether the cities they dwell in are camps or strongholds, and whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are trees in it or not. Be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin to Rehob near Lebohamath. They went up into the Negev and they came to Hebron, Amahan, Shishai, and Talmai. The descendants of Anak were there. Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came to the valley of Eshkol and cut down from there a branch with a single cluster of grapes. And they carried it on a pole between two of them. They also brought some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the valley of Eshkol because of the cluster that the people of Israel cut down there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from spying out the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, 
We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who came from the Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. That's Numbers chapter 13. And, you know, 12 spies went up. They were all chiefs of their tribes. They were all highly respected men. But 10 of them lacked faith. They didn't trust the Lord. They didn't believe in the promises of God and in the power of God to keep his promises. They would judge rather by what their eyes saw than by what God had promised them through his anointed servant. Had they forgotten how the Egyptian army, the most powerful army in the world, was drowned in the Red Sea as they watched on the seashore safe and sound? Had they forgotten how God had sent ten plagues into Egypt and had devastated the most powerful civilization on earth? Easily, by the finger of God, Egypt was devastated and the people were released. Had they forgotten these things? Or had they never really seen and understood them for what they were? Had they been impressed by the works of God and the miracles of God, but they never knew the God behind those works and the God who did those miracles from the heart? They seemed to still live with a slave mentality. These are many of the same people who probably were behind the grumbling and the complaining about the lack of meat who were longing for the cucumbers and leeks of Egypt. And so they go into a land that is a good land. It is a land that is fruitful. Now, you've probably seen drawings of these grapes that were brought back and carried on a pole between their shoulders, and like each grape is like this big. There's nothing actually in the text that tells us that. It is a big cluster of grapes from a single branch, and they do carry it on a pole between the two of them. But there's nothing in the text that says each grape was the size of a man's head. No, it was just a very nice, abundant cluster of grapes. And they brought back pomegranates and figs. The other thing that you may have heard from this passage is that when they got there, they were surrounded by giants and that all the inhabitants of the land were giants. But did you notice that that part of the report is just what the 10 bad spies said in their bad report to make the people afraid? Yes, they did see the descendants of Anak there. They did see some of these giants in the land, some of them. We know that Goliath was one of them and his brothers. And so there were giant people in the land. 
But what they said to the fellow Israelites is that all the people of the land, right? They're all giants. And we were like grasshoppers in their sight. And that's not true. That's not what they actually saw. So we, we sometimes in our Sunday school version of this story have over-exaggerated certain things that the text doesn't actually say. And we've at, at times believed the bad spies report and made it like that's the way it actually was. In fact, this was a, a, a land that was inhabited by, yes, walled cities, fortified cities, tribal people who were used to warfare. There were some giants but it certainly was not a bad land that swallows up its inhabitants. And it's certainly not the case that everyone who was in the land, all of the inhabitants of Canaan were, you know, 10 foot tall giants. That's an exaggeration that comes from the bad spies report. We have 10 people who were filled with fear and who judged by what their eyes could see. And we have two people who were filled with faith and who judged by the word of God. It's, this is a reminder to us that as long as we live in this fallen world, I think the true believers in God, the true saints, the ones who truly trust God's promises, are always going to be in the minority. Even in a Christian country, even in a country that's all believers, even in a country that's set apart by God for God as a holy nation, and that's been called out of Egypt through many great signs and wonders, even in this multitude, you still have 10 twelfths, you know, five sixths of these spies are not faithful. Don't trust God. We need to trust God. There were two faithful witnesses. And that reminds me that in the days of Jesus, you had John the Baptist and Jesus, who were two faithful witnesses to the coming of the kingdom of God and who testified to the truth. Whereas the leadership of Israel denied that and didn't want to believe it. And they tried to lead the people astray. They tried to say, hey, if you, if you rock the boat, the Romans are going to crush us. But John the Baptist and Jesus were the ones who said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The king has come and you need to trust in him. So what about us today? What are we going to believe? Are we going to be struck fearful by the majority report of our culture that says, trouble, trouble, trouble? fear, fear, anxiety, panic? Or are we going to be anchored in God's word, guided by God's spirit, trusting God's providence, and serving God's purposes? We can only do that by faith. We can only do that by trusting that God and his promises are greater than what our eyes can see. Let's pray. Father, we live in a world that is still very much gripped by fear, anxiety, and division. Help us not to give in to that. But help us to walk by faith, trusting in you, confident in your goodness. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, tomorrow we're going to continue right on into Numbers chapter 14. Hope you can join us for that. And of course, as always, have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.